What do you think are the hardest questions confronting Christianity today? This is Saturday, January 28th. In what ways do you find people challenging your beliefs? We have a Granada U course, actually it was offered last semester, that was entitled Defeaters. Here's the reason. There are some aspects of faith in Christ that seem to completely rule people out from following Jesus. In the course, we reviewed 12 of the misbeliefs following a wonderful little book by a Cambridge scholar named Rebecca McLaughlin. I would recommend her book. Now, one of those 12 questions was, doesn't the Bible condone slavery? One of our passages used, passages used by those challenging faith in Christ on this basis is our text for today. It's Titus chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. Teach slaves to be subject to their masters in everything, to try to please them, not to talk back to them, and not to steal from them, but to show that they can be fully trusted, so that in every way they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive. Now, we read a text like this in the context where we live today, and we wonder, well, what does it mean? Slavery was outlawed in the U.S. at the time of the Civil War. It ended through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln and the legislation that followed. Slavery was common in the ancient world, but it was a very different form of slavery known in this country. First, ancient slavery was not connected to racism or racial systems of hierarchy at all. It wasn't about the color of your skin. Joseph was a slave in Egypt, and Hagar was an Egyptian slave to the Hebrews. Also, it was quite common for people to sell themselves into slavery, to secure employment, and to avoid being destitute. In addition to this, there was considerable advancement among available among slaves. For example, many slaves in the world were trained to become doctors, to serve the medical needs of others. And finally, the story of God's people was one of emancipated slaves. They had been slaves in Egypt themselves, and therefore very sensitive to forced slavery and the mistreatment of slaves. God told them that every human being was made in the image of God and was to be treated with respect. Those that fell into slavery because of financial need could only serve for a limited amount of time, and then they had to be liberated and provided with the resources they needed to su succeed on their own once they were released. And at the time Paul wrote this letter to Titus, slavery was the most expansive economic program in the Roman Empire. Often captured peoples became slaves. Yet among the slaves, there were many that rose to leadership in the church, the body of Christ. There was an equality found there and an acceptance and love that was for everyone. This is seen so beautifully in the story of one runaway slave named Onesimus. His name means useful. On one occasion, when Paul was in prison because of his faith in Jesus, he found that one of his fellow prisoners was this slave named Onesimus, and Onesimus had been a slave of his friend Philemon. While in prison, Paul led Onesimus to faith in Christ. And by the way, Onesimus was in prison because he was a runaway slave. 
When he was finally released, he returned to his master with a little letter written by Paul. Now, normally, runaway slaves would receive harsh punishment. They may even be put to death. But Paul tells Philemon that Onesimus is not his slave, but now his brother. You see, the followers of Jesus saw liberation from slavery that would come through the sharing of the gospel as the good news spread across the world. And indeed, that is what has happened. People like William Wilberforce campaigned to end slavery in the British Empire. He was motivated by his faith in Christ. Or think about Harriet Beecher Stowe, author of Uncle Tom's Cabin. She saw slavery as a great dishonor to Christ. Or maybe Harriet Tubman, who was read Bible stories by her mother when she was a child and was nicknamed Moses. Well, because like Moses, she brought so many people to freedom from slavery. You see, emancipation was a gospel issue. Jesus himself, he made himself a slave. The word in Greek for slave is the same as servant. Jesus did this because he might set us free from the slavery of sin, and we might share with others the beauty of this freedom. And this is what Paul tells Titus. He wants bondservants to live in such a way that the message of grace in Jesus will be beautiful. Now, we might not think this has application for us today, but I think it does. Think of our relationships with those that supervise us in our work. Do they see such servanthood, such faithfulness, such trustworthiness, that it makes the teaching about God, our Savior, attractive? Would you pray together with me? Lord God, we don't want to do anything to hinder people from seeing the beauty of the gospel and the grace of Jesus. Help us to live in such a way that people see our lives and glorify you, our Father in heaven. In your name we pray. Amen.